Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan. And I'm Jamie. And our music is by Jordan. And I remembered that because I was made fun of it by Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) And we're joined by guests who I will let introduce themselves. Hi, I'm I'm Justin Rosniak from Well, There's Your Problem podcast. I'm his co-host, Liam Anderson from Well, There's Your Problem podcast. All right, good. Okay. We're here. we, we are successfully out of the introduction bit, so we can relax. We've yeah, done it. That's always Ooh. tough. It's always tough. It's yeah. the hardest bit. It's the bit that fills me with the most anxiety, which, given the the topic today, maybe it shouldn't be, but... Yeah. The, 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 so, the, the horror of being perceived, you know? Yeah. Oh, it sucks, dude. <laughs> it's, uh, Let me it's be an lot. anonymous voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Question for the guests, I suppose, to open. This is not like a quiz. So you, if you don't know, you can say you don't know. Okay. But what do you two know about uh, the particular political atmosphere in Turkey in the 70s? Like, did, what, sort of, what sort of baseline knowledge are you coming in with? Nothing. Uh, very little. Okay. Uh, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Oh, just could one of the one up there. <laughs> 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 very little. Yeah. It's yeah, we we I grade we grade uh, on a curve, so that's an A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did, w- w- was that when they were reconstructing the nice little cute tram in Istanbul? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was around the time there was a controversy about a naked statue, um, which was ah. yeah the beautiful Istanbul statue. Jamie will remember the statue. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. to move it. It was, making, to... it was making people unruly with its breasts. Yeah, it was ma- making ah. people too sexually aroused. It was wow. really unfortunate. Well, it is probably, probably shouldn't have put a hot statue up. My God. Yeah, exactly. The religious party was very clear about that being the problem with it. Yeah, yeah. The statue was too hot. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Her yeah. <laughs> in Parliament complaining to his coalition partners: the statue is too sexy. Come on, <laughs> it's outrageous to have a statue this sexy. But, oh, remember that John, um, all that John Ashcroft shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy on Twitter who complained that tampon adverts were too sexy? What? I, I don't want to remember what? that. Bro, what? 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 What is? What? Why? Why are tampons? Se- I, don't, I don't like I, this. I don't like this. Blood. I, sorry. I, no. If, you, no. if you're into not, blood play, sh- that's on you. But like, no, I don't like that. No, I shit you not. It was because the curve of the string was suggestive. Suggestive what? of what? Come on. Of what? Like, what? Of what? I, uh, the, guy, what? the guy was the most Tory-looking man I've ever seen, if that helps you understand what's going on there. In, in what, receding hairline, weak jaw, pale skin, yeah, um, like, ab- dead yeah. eyes. Absolute, absolute aristocracy vibes about him. Oof. His family tree has a lot of uh, circles in it, I would guess. Yeah, um, it's uh, uh, sort of wreath-shaped, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Oh, no, do I, I open up Twitter and search tampon sexy? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> no, you should. No, no, don't, I, don't do that. Don't do that. I would, I would advise very strongly that you not do that. Let me yeah. look tampon suggestive. So uh, okay, so uh, we are okay, so. four minutes into the recording. We have derailed the episode. I found it. There's an implication of bodily fluids, and the particular curvature of the specific image is overly suggestive. <laughs> of course, there's implication of bodily fluids. It's a fucking tampon. <laughs> tampon, come on, Blake. Did this guy delete his? I wanna. I want to erase my mind of the last couple of minutes. I think. I think. I just. I need like the Men in Black. Like, I need. I need it done. I just need it done to me. You, you, uh, you, 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 you made us record the bonus episode first to warm up, and we are warmed the fuck up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, uh, thing, the, thing, the thing is, usually because Ben's away uh, having an actual job, um, you know, it's just me and Jamie, and I can kind of like, I can contain Jamie. I can, you know, like more than one person. I'm just like overrun. Yeah, I oh, should the we other just, week when we had Lila on. deleted his account. That's oh yeah, w- yeah. When we had I'm... Lila on, that was already difficult enough. <laughs> I'm just. Ah, uh, I yeah, mean, so... I, I'm not surprised you deleted his account. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stick around if I'd posted something like that. I mean, to be not that Elon Musk gave me the chance to post something like that, then disappear. Got me. Motherfucker got me. Cancelled by woke Elon Musk. Oh, we've all it. had our accounts deleted before. I thought, yeah. I thought it was, um, I thought this yeah, was I... a free speech platform. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that was what I said in my appeal, to be yeah. fair. Comedy, <laughs> is, I, comedy is legal now. I, said, I literally yeah. sent a quote of comedy is legal now, and I was like, it's not going to fucking work, but I've got the blue, I've got blue sky, fuck it, who cares? I got, I got, yeah, one, exactly. of my, I got one of my old accounts undeleted by um, appealing, like something like three years after they banned it as well. But I appealed and said I'd been cancelled for my right-wing beliefs, and I actually got it back. <laughs> All right. I think I think be- threatening to beat a football club owner with heavy sticks until he sells the club is a right wing opinion. Uh, I, I, no, and so maybe I was no. cancelled for that. Although to be fair, it was over a pay dispute, so I was supporting the people who weren't being paid, which does now make yeah. it a left wing view. See, so I think I think getting my yeah. old account uh, deleted is a net positive because oh, that thing save. had tweets from yeah that thing yeah. has tweets from when I was in high school. <laughs> and I was a moron. Oh yeah, it's it saved me the effort of deleting all of the tweets. Yeah, like, exactly. that is that is like the thing. And and to be honest, like I the main thing by because the site had sort of dried up, the main thing I was using it for was like, hey, I've done a new YouTube video. Hey, I'm on stream. I get much better response to that stuff on Blue Sky than I ever did on Twitter anyway. So I'm just like, fuck it, who cares? This yeah. just doesn't work. It doesn't even work for the podcast really particularly well. So yeah, just yeah. So well, that's uh, we we algorithmic suppression, you know. Yeah, yeah we aren't. We are yeah. not getting those hashtag numbers. Yeah, you hate to see it, but well, I mean, it, it helped when I had like the nine k account to retweet everything to, didn't it? Because <laughs> people would actually fucking see anything. Oh, that's my favorite thing is abusing the uh, the podcast Twitter account to do my bidding. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd. I kind of regret not doing that. But anyway, anyway. I've, I've, I have to let go. I have to let go. Um, yeah, so what I'm getting is that one, Tory people are weird sexually, which, okay, fine. We, we know this. Yes. Yeah. The other thing not, is that our guests, our guests do not have a, a strong understanding, it's fair to say, of what I'm, the 70s were like in Turkey. I don't know if Jamie does. I was just about if to say, J- am, I, am I included in our guests for that, for that purpose? Well, well I mean... <laughs> Jamie, the only thing you remember ever is mints and bap. And bap, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, those are the two things you ever remember. And I, I've resigned myself to it. We did, you know... We, do, we need to explain, know. do we need to explain bap for the guests now? Oh, uh. just, just post, post the image. Post the image, Jamie. Go on. Yeah, let, me, let me find it. All post I know the about Turkey. Bap. When I yeah. think about Turkey, the only thing I know is Doner Kebab, Hagia Sophia... Um, eat hot chip Suleiman. Yeah, eat hot chip. <laughs> Armenian genocide. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah, the but there is now a BAP it. logo in the Discord chat. <laughs> so a high res version of the BAP logo. Yeah, we, oh, I like had, that. That's really good. We have yeah. to, it like, to read. It's like uh, it's like the Looney Tunes opening, you know. Yeah. yeah. Instead of instead of Bugs Bunny, it's uh, it's a it's some kind of large cat. It's a jack. Um, yeah, Jaguar. It's it's, yeah. it's the actual one from Cars. Yeah, it, it, it is it, the one it, from the. Cars. It was a. It was a. To give you the Cliff Notes version, it was a troll political party set up, um, and it was specifically trolling that there was it the prime minister's son-in-law got a free, was a drummer jag. and got a yeah. free jag. He was a drummer in a band whose songs were actually quite good. We found hmm. one of the songs, and they were hmm. actually quite good, like classic Anatolian rock. Really, really nice. And yeah, he um he didn't even receive a Jaguar. It turned out upon no, investigation. <laughs> but they, so they made, right, they made a political party mocking him anyway. Yeah, they did not do very well. <laughs> and they they chose a name that sounds like the noise a Jaguar would make if it was jumping through a drum. Yeah, bop, bop, bop. Yeah, great, great job, um, Jamie. Well done. I'm impressed yeah. that you remembered something from the podcast. <laughs> That's it all I, feel that I had visual aids. Every time I have a callback, I'm like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess. So anyway, oh, there's political violence. Yeah, the, yeah. There's political violence. There's all sorts of stuff. I, I, I right. guess if if you guys know about the years of lead in Italy. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's the that's the kind I, of the I, Turkish version of that. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the thing we're looking at. But they're sort of Italy, and it feels funny to say this now. At least from like my rudimentary understanding, could form governments that could pass budgets occasionally and like do laws sometimes right turkey didn't even have that oh, like really? like so 
at the parliamentary level, you had two big parties. So you had the sort of the Jehapev, uh, Republican People's Party, which at the time was led by Bulent Ejevit, who people call a socialist, but I... Uh, anyway, um, let's, let, my, my doubtful noises can tell you what I think of that. Kind of a social democrat. You know, he, he tried to make the party more explicitly left of centre instead of just, like, a state party, basically. Sure. And there was the right-wing populist um, Adalet Partisi, the, um, the Justice Party, which was led by Suleiman Demirel, who the BBC once described as the ever the confident right-wing populist, but also that all of his broadcasts were broadcast with his speech muted. So they just saw his hand movements and stuff, and the people were like, yes, this guy's charismatic. Without nice. hearing a single word the guy said. That's and, real oh, charisma. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Weirdly, my parents, who are both communists, are like, oh, if only Suleiman Demirel was a communist. I'm like, that guy? Really? <laughs> you yeah, sure? all he has the to guy... do is to make hand gestures and people believe him. I mean, that's in, not in, <laughs> in a sense, this is a very Italian period in Turkish politics, yeah. if it's just hand gestures <laughs> and stuff. But the... the um. The sort of complicating factor is that Turkey at the time had a very proportional electoral system. Like, nowadays it has the 7% electoral threshold. It used to have 10, obviously, which was designed to keep Kurdish interest parties out of parliament. And when once they realized that tactical voting to keep that party in parliament was going to happen forever, basically, they just went, fine, fuck it, 7%. That way we can at least keep out, like, the communists in theory. Which, you know, I suppose is, is com- that's compromise for you. Um, sure. <laughs> but at the time, there was a third large party that would enter into deals with these two big parties called the National Salvation Party, which was led by uh, Nejmetin Erbakan, who we explained it in a previous episode, but basically, if you think of like the AKP, um, the current governing party in Turkey, a lot of people associate it with Islamism, political Islam, stuff like that. That that's much. It's much more the softer wing of this particular political group, but they are derived from that tradition of like hardcore Islamist. Um, Erbakan's party was like particularly far right, actually, in its outlook, and they would um, they would basically lend support to whoever you know conceded the most ground to them, as you know, as you would expect, because there were a lot of smaller parties, but they didn't make up enough of a block, and they were too varied in their politics. Like you had. Well, like, 13 fascist MPs, two workers' party, and, like, seven from, like, really random minor parties that, whose basic, basically the reason they existed was just because they had beef with the leader of one of the parties or another. So you couldn't cobble together a coalition without these guys. So you were basically beholden to them. And they also tried technocratic governments, like, after the 70s coup, they put in uh, the baldest man in Turkey, Nihat Erim, to be the prime minister who had cross-party support, but was hated by, like, the left and right fringes of both of the main parties. So you had this weird thing where, like, the center mass of the parties were backing this technocrat. It was, it was a very... Well? it well? Jamie, as you'll recall, it didn't go well, because the government still couldn't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> and there was also, you know, NATO soldiers being kidnapped and stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's when they, the parliament had to vote on the death penalty for those lads who the Republican People's Party killed. Or at least that's who the left held responsible for it. Um, and I don't blame them, to be honest. So yeah, you have like paralysis at the top. And one of the things that happens is as Turkey sort of goes through this proportional uh, electoral system, the the sort of the boundaries they're sort of like gerrymandering and suppression happening at the same time so it's so like parties of the far right and the far left are being pushed out of parliament which and also parties that advocate it's worth noting for like kurdish people's rights and stuff like that or independents who who advocate for it are being pushed out of politics of of electoral politics yeah and that is not good um that doesn't that doesn't lead to a harmonious situation, especially when the economy basically tanks every year in a new and interesting way. Sure. Yeah, right. they find they they basically do Liz Truss every year in the seventies. <laughs> that is what happens, and and as it did in the UK, um, 
it has a way of radicalizing people, right? And so left militancy is on the rise. And while a lot of it is initially, you know, trade union organizing. So a lot of this kicks off in the 60s with, uh, late 60s with DISC, the uh, the Confederation of Revolutionary Trade Unions, who split from like the main sort of middle of the road union group to form this much more radical group. And as this sort of militancy begins to build, it also built because there was a federation of debate clubs, which sounds like a fucking Twitch thing. Yeah. Um, but I promise you is not, that became DevGench, which is Revolutionary Youth. Um, which, it's like if the Twitch debate bros were actually good at politics. Uh, which, unlikely. And they, uh, so a lot of these groups believed in armed revolution, you know, they would kidnap NATO soldiers and demand ransoms, they would rob banks, they would uh, provide armed defense of communities against fascists, because... All all good, cool stuff. Yes, because, you know, yeah, because the, if you look at the sides, there are like a million different leftist groups, um, variously organized in cities and villages, and that kind of affects the ideological outlook of each group and what their base of support is. And you look at the fascists and it's just like three different groups, including the Turkish Mafia. You know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it gets crazy. Um, <laughs> and the violence escalates to a point where there are apparently three assassinations per day of leftists and rightists being carried out at one point. Which is a lot. That's yeah. a good pace. That's a, that's yeah, a, it's that's a, a pretty yeah. healthy pace right there. Yeah, it's sustainable. But the the right-wing backlash is, you know, it's fascist paramilitaries, uh, which one of which was directly associated with a political party that everyone was like, this is a perfectly normal political party that has perfectly legal youth organizations. Nothing to worry about here. It sounds and, very legal. <laughs> yeah, um, and these are the famous uh, Grey Wolves you may have heard of. Um, ah. Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, which is the youth wing. Well, it was originally pitched as a youth wing of the Nationalist Action Party or Nationalist Movement Party. I'm unclear. They're unclear as to what their official English name is. They never really clarify it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, they are a particularly nasty group. Um, well known for I, I guess most well known for attempting to do a military coup in Azerbaijan which yeah, yeah not great they're also yeah. mostly well known for confusing um, Uyghurs for Chinese people and attacking them in the street oh, okay. because racists are fucking stupid as, yeah. as, as always and as is always right. the truth you know that racists are fucking stupid and the, and, and to be clear, uh, the party that they were aligned with, that they were the youth wing slash paramilitary of, um, was founded by people who wanted Turkey to join World War II on the side of the Axis, and who, was too, who were put on a show trial uh, for being racist, to, mainly to appease the Soviet Union, who were very angry that Turkey was a lot closer to the Axis than Turkish historiography likes to likes to say they were they were a lot closer right, than yeah. they you know but they put them on a show trial it which interestingly did not determine that racism was illegal but determined that trying to overthrow the government is illegal which yeah. was a ruling by a court certainly um well that, that sounds like how it went down in the states you know i mean yeah, yeah. 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 You, you you could be racist you shouldn't just but you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true as an American to be a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> a big, dumb, cornbread dipshit. And yeah. I say that as one. Yeah. And it, I, I suppose it's worth noting because of how these things usually go down and what the mentality may have been behind some of these things. A lot of the people who were targeted by right-wing groups, uh, including the cleverly named Anti-Communist Association, which, you know, you can imagine what they were about, uh, yeah. They uh, they particularly went after university professors and academics. Always a good sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, always a great sign. And a lot of these academics, you look into them, and they're not like they're not communists. Like obviously, right? <laughs> they're, they're not communists. Some of them, in fairness, some of them are. That doesn't make targeting them okay. Obviously, yeah. at least like yeah. I could maybe parse the the motivation a bit better there. 
without having to sort of conclude that these are just like unreconstructed fascist cunts who who right. who when they were assassinated by the left it was a net positive yeah i, so, I mean sometimes you just want to go go after anyone who wears glasses that's always turned out great. oh man yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me oh dear yeah <laughs> me too stay away from stay away from the gray wolves i mean that's just yeah. good life advice i would say yes yeah, if you are if you are Turkish and live in the diaspora, you have met someone in the Grey Wolves, and you can fucking tell who they are because they are not shy. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you and if you if well for reasons that will become apparent, if you're someone with a family background like mine, you might want to leave the room very quickly. Oh yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, otherwise, problems will start. But anyway, so th- so you've got this atmosphere. It's very years of lead. It's very tense. In a lot of ways, it's more dysfunctional than the years of lead because you have things like the Sick Fleet, uh, the American Sick Fleet, which hanged out in the Bosphorus in the Sea of Marmara for a bit. And that was extremely controversial because the Bosphorus is sort of a, meant to be like a non-militarized zone, if you like. And a lot of Turkish people saw that as like, America is occupying us under the guise of like protecting us from the Soviets. They are moving their troops into our country and we don't like this. And that, uh, a sort of, and that's probably where the seed of this anti-NATO vibe comes from in Turkey. Uh, if you poll people in Turkey, generally speaking, a, a plurality or majority will be an- opposed to being in NATO in some fashion. Interesting. Yeah. It, and and same in Greece. Weirdly, I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out today. So it's the uh, it's the the, the Donner kebab and Euro axis. Right that's there. It. Of course. That's the new. That's, that's going to be the new power source in the uh, in the post realignment sy- system. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Excited the to axis, see it. Axis of delicious. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, this is making me so hungry. I haven't yeah. had dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not sustainable. For, like I'm going to take a pause and just go to the kebab shop that I can see out my window real quick. <laughs> There's a guy, a guy who works there who has like, so like I have long hair. This guy also has long hair, but he has white hair. And so I called him the kebab witcher by accident when I was drunk. And now, and now I can oh. never, I can never look that guy in the eye when Funny. I break over. I was drunk. I was drunk. It's not my fault. You're very silly. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so you can imagine there's this tense atmosphere and then what happens is there is a very well-attended International Workers' Day slash May Day march that goes to Taksim Square in Istanbul. And Taksim Square is, for people who don't know, it's the big central square in Istanbul, basically. It's where all of the stuff happens. If you, if you watched any footage from like the 2013 protests in Turkey, all of that footage that was on the news was in that square, pretty much. In and around that square. So that's where all of the shit goes out. Basic, and it's a well-attended march, and it's organised by the Confederacy of Revolutionary Trade Unions, which, as you might imagine, alarms some people because yeah, sure. this is a a pretty radical trade union movement that has pulled in quite a lot of participation for what the authorities were like. It'll be a small march; they'll come, they'll wave red flags, and they'll go home. Turns out, pretty big march, and it. Alarms people like the far right did a bit of harassing of it, but there was nothing, yeah. nothing Organized. like it was. Yeah, it was generally fine. No one expected it to be a thing. They came, they did speeches, they had red flags, they went home. Fine, everyone's happy. I think in that situation because communism didn't happen and no one got beaten to death. Win-win. I mean, there for, you go. Not for yeah. not for the communists, but you know. And it's worth saying that this was the first time that a May 1st rally had happened in Istanbul since 1928. There was a long period of, not a ban as such, I guess partially, there were bans during uh, World War II, but it wasn't a ban so much as there was no sufficiently organized workers' movement to sort of push it, to sort of do this sort of thing. And if, if... People are interested. The first um, May first in Istanbul was in 1912, and this sort of this sort of 
osmosis is it diffuses osmosis is a very poor word to try and do that to do that with it diffuses into sort of turkish society from uh europe from the balkans because the first may 1st in the ottoman empire was held in skopje which is now in macedonia and basically european parts of the ottoman empire because those had an economic structure that resembled sort of industrial capitalism more than like anatolia did and stuff sure. like that so that's at least my guess as to why it happened why it, why it went that way and so and so now you have in turkey you know they made trade unions legal they um they passed laws that mean that like you know you can't be sacked for being in a trade union and stuff like that so now trade unions are ballooning into a thing and so now you have may 1st happening in istanbul it makes sense that that yeah. makes sense so it didn't have the foresight to uh, come up with something called Labor Day. That's a different day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thereby they, um, divorcing you from international solidarity. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the Turkish state, in a lot of ways, is really good at disrupting class power, but in in, in some ways, it makes a rod for its own back. Um, <laughs> which I, I appreciate every time it does that. So there's a particular May Day that is notorious and well-known. Uh, in English, it is called the Tuxum Square Massacre, which I think tells you about what's going to happen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, in, um, in Turkish, it's called Kanlı uh, Birmayus, or Bloody May 1st. Sometimes it's called um, Bloody Sunday as well, because it did fall on a Sunday. and. If you if you want sort of the um, the sort of iconography that is associated with it, this image that I'm posting of hands holding a sort of bloody world in a way is the iconography associated with the day nowadays. Okay. And and the day is uh, the day is a big deal in Turkey. Every year May first, you'll see the BBC or whoever reporting on like, oh, it's May first, and there's been a bunch of fighting in the streets, and it's like Paris and Istanbul. Those yeah. are the two places that you always see. It's Paris and Istanbul and there's fighting in the streets. Okay. And I suppose it's worth pointing out that there's a sort of aesthetic, lefti- sort of like clinging to an aesthetic of leftism in Turkey that is directly related to this day and to commemorating this day. Because it is, it is the sort of big moment in a lot of ways, of the 70s. This is one of the probably two big events that lead to the 1980 military. They'll probably directly contribute to it. And so there's a lot of... It seems seems nice to have. You know, here in the United States, there's no day you go beat people up for communism. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which is surprising, if anything. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It'd be really nice to have something like that. I mean, here you just beat people up maybe because... I don't know, the Eagles won or lost. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah, hey. Philadelphia, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good birds, baby. Oh, it's regret be- I regret playing Madden 04 and ending up an Atlanta Falcons fan because that's embarrassing on a lot of different oh, fronts. Oh, that's tough. No, I know, don't. Just, it's okay. I mean, at least I'm not a Broncos fan at the moment, but still. Um, it still hurts. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I suppose I was, uh, what was I, what was I going to say before I got sidetracked by how miserable the Falcons were? Ah, still, I I saw the game on Sunday. You could hear the light leave me there. (laughs) Just like the deflation occur. Oh boy. Yeah, it was not great. (laughs) But yeah, there's a... I was I was gonna say that you say that there's like a specific day to beat people up for communism. There are two ongoing Maoist people's wars in Turkey at the moment. Nice. But people, as as well as a Marxist Leninist insurgency that is ongoing. So oh, for some yeah. people that day is every day. You know? <laughs> and there's even a communist governed province in Turkey, which is it's still a bit weird to say out loud that the Turkish Communist Party won an election and they didn't immediately arrest the guy who won. It's just, it's just deeply strange, in a way. Right. It's Progress. like how there's that whole, like, communist uh, state in India, Kerala, I mm. believe, yeah. 
Yeah. Know, it's like, uh, it turn, turns out these, uh, these are governing parties in uh, yeah. liberal democracies. This can happen. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, and, and Yeah, and, and by all accounts, the, so the guy who, um, who won that province-wide election, he was the mayor of a small town in that province. Well, every town there's a small town, but it was a smaller town. And he did stuff like um, redistribution of farmland and like free public transport and stuff like that, which made him extremely popular. That'll <laughs> um, do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, and so when he, he ran at the provincial level, he was like, well, I mean, I have the power as the mayor of the province. It's a very confusing combination of things there, but mayor of mm -hmm. province is a strange thing to say. But like, as the mayor of the province, I have the powers to just do this. So why don't I do it? And if the government want to stop me, they can try. Exactly. I got the big mayor sash. Right. You know? Yeah. I, the, no one can, no yeah. one can touch me. I like the idea of Mayor Quimby, but he's Turkish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, um, I guess got I'll a, show got you a, a um... big pair of ceremonial scissors and you just can't stop him opening supermarkets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> opening the new tram line and it's free for everyone. But this is the guy I was talking about. Um, there, there he is. He looks like a Turkish communist. That's that's um, a that's a stash right there. Oh yeah, yeah, my God. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fatih Mehmet Machola, I believe, is his name. A good mayor, by all accounts. Yeah. And uh, oh, we're breaking up. Oh, uh -oh. Uh, I can hear ideal. everything fine. Yeah, I'll see if I can find the meme of uh of him because there's a meme of him in the sort of Marxist-Leninist Maoist. <laughs> um, thing and I just I I love it so much. Um, let me see if I can find. No, oh, they do have him in the um in this in in this one at least. Ah, I've got okay. it. I found it. Perfect. I f I found the meme of him. Here you go. <laughs> it's 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 fucking perfect. It's it's I so like good. It. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Yeah, I uh, oh, I, welcome back. I, thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I am I am putting my internet connection through it. My fiance <laughs> works from home now, so I was like, I had to stop all my torrents to be here. You're welcome. <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate yeah. your sacrifice. You know? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. But yeah, I, I love that meme so much. It is... Yeah. I just... I just, I just enjoy that there's a communist mayor in a part of Turkey, and he seems to be doing an alright job. Like, you know, good. It's nice to hear. He looks like he's having a good time, yeah. In the, mm. uh, in the picture there, you know. Yeah, uh, he's he's constantly being pictured like visiting farmers and stuff, and just being like, "Hey, I gave you this land." Um, yeah, like great, thanks. <laughs> hey, man. how you doing? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a very there's a very like particular style that some Turkish politicians have where they are just like that, and it's it's kind of sad because a lot of them are distributed on like the far right. Um, but some of them are, um, some of them are thankfully just this guy, and it's yeah, such it's, it's such a refreshing thing to see. Like uh, when I worked for the city of Philadelphia, sometimes I had to uh, go and hand out paychecks for everyone in the office, and it was a great feeling. It was like, hey, have some money. Hey, have some money. Hey, money for you. Hey, money for you. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. Land, I mean, there was um old slogan that was like um like uh, land to the workers in Turkey. Like you know yeah. that was that was a big thing. So you, forty so, four, yeah. forty acres and a mule, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So just to bring us back to the to the main topic, I guess. What I want to do is walk us through the events of the day and maybe do a bit of careless speculation, Hell given that yeah. we have context. So, I guess I will skip to the sort of the end in a way, which is that the culprits behind this were never found, and the people that were arrested on suspicion were never tried, because a lot of them ran out the clock so that the statute of limitations kicked in. So, I want people to understand that. The perpetrators were never found, and so this is the subject of a lot of conspiracy theories in Turkey. Like, there's a lot of, like, who did this, who could have possibly done this, and there are a few obvious culprits, I would say. Uh, especially if, like, 
the future prime minister explicitly blamed the group of people who we'll talk about in a little bit. But I just want to walk us through the events of the day. So before May 1st happens, the Turkish press decide to do this really, really fucking helpful thing, which is they decided to run stories basically creating fear that some kind of disorder might happen on the day. Only it wasn't that like the far right are going to attack the, you know, the march or something like that. They decided that what Turkish people needed to think was going to happen was that there was going to be violence between the different communist groups. Yeah. Which hmm. I kind of understand why that's a believable pitch to make. Um, <laughs> you know, I get it. But also it, it didn't make any fucking sense in context because all of these groups were generally under an umbrella organization yeah. where they were fighting the far right because obviously that's what you would fucking do in this situation. You would obviously not fight other leftists when there is an organized far right backlash against you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Just you're going to have a sort of DSA PSL slap fight at worst. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I hate that I know what those things are. The War of the <laughs> Roses. <laughs> Just it's just it's just the worst to um yeah. it's just the worst to know about America. I think gonna, I think you're gonna, that's you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna have some strong words on Twitter for uh, someone. <laughs> you're gonna gonna call them out, hold them accountable for something or other. <laughs> <laughs> I I already see too much of this shit on on Blue Sky, and I'm just like, just 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 have fun. Be, have fun with it. Don't be weird. Uh, be, be, you know? be normal. Can you just be normal for a second? Be fucking normal, right? <laughs> no, like, they can't. So, they never can. Sometimes, sometimes something's not for you, and that's okay. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So, so they suggested that there was going to be leftist infighting, and a lot of these left wing groups are known to be to have armed paramilitaries and stuff. Uh, particularly common was the sort of party front structure. So um, there would be, like, the DHKPC. Uh, so the P is the party, which is the political wing, and the C is Jefe, which means front. So the front is the paramilitary wing. And this is a common right. structure among yeah. Turkish left-wing parties. And just generally, it makes sense to separate the two. Um, See, that's something TSA needs as a paramilitary wing. I could maybe get <laughs> involved again if they had yeah. one of those, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Little bit of You'd a more a interesting more situation. Right, right, right. Provisional <laughs> DSA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but this is despite the fact that it was an open secret in Turkish society at the time that the Grey Wolves existed, right? Everyone fucking knew it. Everyone, people even acknowledged it publicly. And the thing about the Grey Wolves is they, a lot of their sort of higher-ups had received training from probably the Turkish state in some fashion, and a lot of those Turkish state assets were um, Operation Gladio types. Mm. They were in the Turkish branch of Gladio. And a, a lot of accusations that the CIA also trained these fascists as well, which I'm not saying they did, but also I find incredibly plausible. Yeah. You know? It's definitely, <laughs> it's just... it's definitely the sort of thing that you can see them doing, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, in their wheelhouse. Yeah, it's definitely... And plus, like, I mean, the thing is, like, the, the, people would say, like, it's CIA and Gladio, and I'm like, that's like hat on a hat. That You know, it's, <laughs> you know, you needed one or the other. You didn't... You never needed both to do this, it's, right? It's, it's it's Gladio, but with a different spice blend. It's a little more cardamom-focused, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I had to... I, I, I did a bit of... For a YouTube video, I did a bit of research into Gladio, and I, I was amused by the Greek name of the... Uh, of the, the name of the Greek version of this, which was Operation Sheepskin. <laughs> and I was just like, that's really shitty. The Greeks got yeah. fucking screwed there, because, like... Oh, Gladio, that's, like, cool. It's a sword, right? Yeah. But, like, sheepskin, it's like, you just couldn't help yourselves <laughs> with think that about, one, could you? Think about all the things you can do with a sheepskin. You could make a sausage mm, condoms. You could make a... Oh, condoms. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 
I I don't I don't think that's fair. I I, I would not like uh, Operation Condom. I think that would be no. Bad as a name. No, the ad, the adverts no. would be too suggestive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to <laughs> yeah, say. Banned yeah. in Turkey. <laughs> 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 the the far right religious by being yeah. like this far right <laughs> this far right stay behind regiment too sexy. We need to wow. ban it immediately. They, they... Oh yes. Yeah. Imagine the meeting afterwards. So who called it Operation Condom again? <laughs> why, why, why are we still going with this? We have, we have, we have, we have free will to change this name. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I believe in I physics. Believe <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Did, did we Phys- make that joke on this episode or the last one? I forget. The last one. <laughs> the last uh, one. Ah, shit. So if you <laughs> if you want to understand that, you have to go to the Patreon. Everyone, sorry, that's a paywall joke. <laughs> that's what happens when you record these out of order. Yeah, back to back podcast delirium sets in. But but yeah, that's what happens when we record it back the the wrong way around. But also, you get a better main episode because we're already relaxed and uh, yeah. we're having a good time. So. Yeah. So you know, it's this is really your fault, listener. Mm-hmm. If yeah. anything, like, <laughs> yes, I... uh, con- and you can't do anything audience. about that because you don't have free will. Suck <laughs> 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 <Got> that <laughs> shit. There's no coming back from that. I'm afraid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I guess the main broad thing to talk about here is that. Like a lot of, um, like any old protest you have in Britain, right? It's an A to B march. They start in one place, they march to Tuxen Square, the plan is we march there, we do our rally, we go home. Easy, right? Easy, simple, clean. Um, The number of people who are estimated to participate in this, the usual common estimate is 500,000 people. Wow, okay. Which at the time is a lot of people. That's a lot now, yeah. 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 Like, this is not like Istanbul of today, which is 14 million people. You know, this is Istanbul of 1977. Uh, Incidentally, uh, I guess for a bit of personal flavor, uh, my parents met at this. This is where my parents met. My parents Um, met at a DC anti-Vietnam War demo. That's fun. Um, My parents did go to the same school, but they were sort of the people who stand on opposite ends of the greater social group. Right. So they never spoke to each other. Uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll tell. But so I don't believe this story in whole, but it is a nice story, which is that once the chaos started, my mum grew up around this area of Istanbul, so she knew which shops were safe, which weren't, where to go, and she sort of hid in a shop she knew was safe, where the owner was like a leftist, alright kind of person. It wasn't going to be a dick and send them to the fascists or the police. Saw so my dad running around, just reached out and grabbed him and pulled him into the shop, <laughs> and that's how they met. Um, that was the first time they actually like met and said more than two words to each other. Apparently, wow. how sweet! Yes, that's very nice. Unfor- it's unfortunate that the backdrop of it is is this, where yeah. there's this big march going, red flags. It's wonderful, right? May first, it's brilliant. And there's a hotel in Tuxin. Uh It's now called the Marmara Hotel, but it's um. But it's now, it was called the Sheraton Hotel. And there was another building that's relevant here called the sort of like, it was owned by the state water company. And the, these two buildings were probably two of the tallest buildings in Istanbul at the time. Uh, it wasn't a very built city. It's, it's weird watching films from that time period because you just see so much green space in Istanbul and you're like, what? Th- this is... This is a shopping center now. Yeah. <laughs> a shopping center no one uses, but it's a shopping center nonetheless. And the common uh the common telling from eyewitnesses is that there were shots from these two places into the crowd. And obviously a big crowd in this political atmosphere and shots are being fired means that there is gonna be panic. Immediate right. panic. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that um the thing about panic is that the the police don't like it when large groups of people are panicking because that spiral was out of control pretty quickly and yeah. uh and bearing in mind a lot of these are committed communists the biggest city in the country having a situation spiraling out of control with communists at the center some of whom are members of militant groups it could lead to some interesting things happening 
Yeah. You, you, you might say. And the police come in and they start throwing, uh, like, flashbangs and stuff like that at the crowd. And they start, they bring in these, um, in Turkish they're called panzer. Like, um, but they're just the uh, armored water cannon vehicles. Just the standard de-escalation tactics. Yeah. Huh? yeah, and they and if you watched any footage of the 2013 protests, you'll have seen the modern version of these and this sort of thing happening. They hit them with per- pressurized water, and people kept trying to escape through the sort of quickest exit out of the square because you don't know if the guy's going to shoot again. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. the police cleverly decided to block that specific exit off. Which... Obviously. Which, uh, you know... Cruelty for the sake of cruelty. Yeah, it's great. And and a lot of the... So, it's disputed exactly how many casualties are caused by what. But what is, like, the exact precise number? And even the precise number of casualties, it's still up for some dispute, but Generally speaking, we sit on something like 34 to 42 people dead. Um, a lot of the injured and the dead were caused by the police intervention as opposed to the gunmen from the buildings. Yeah. Right. That, because the police came in and basically didn't allow the people to disperse. Right. Which meant yeah, they, basically yeah, like, they love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Love, yeah it's, like... it's a really, really fucking clever tactic to have. Worth noting that uh, they didn't go after any gunmen in these buildings. They didn't look into that for a while. Which did they, uh, like, did they like cause a human crush, or how did this how did this occur here? Um. So the specifics of it are that people were trampled, and um, some of some uh, some people say it's like pressurized vehicle. You know, the pressurized water hitting them with it. You know, right, it's hard. Yeah. It hurts, yeah. right? So that's a lot of the injuries. Yeah. So you have like a combination of factors here. And it's, I suppose, important to say just to be clear that like this wasn't like 500,000 people were in the square and then a shot was fired. A lot of the column of people coming hadn't arrived. Um, Particularly, it's worth noting that like the Maoists in particular were late. I don't know why that's noted in like every source that they were like not not there. I guess that's how my... I guess that's Fashion, how my mum fashionably late, you know, showing yeah, up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that. Yeah. I guess that's how my mum got out of there so quick. Um, like the most, uh, the most uh, proletarian fashion possible, you know. They yeah. had, uh, they that's right. And, hey, we're here. We're the Maoists. Yeah. And, uh, it's no, no big deal. Um, yeah. Autographs? So... No. <laughs> <laughs> so this was. This was obviously a really, really controversial thing to happen in Turkey at the time. It's not every day that, like, shots are fired from two very tall buildings in Istanbul at communists, and then the police yeah. come and immediately make everything fucking worse. I mean, that's how the police do, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's and... yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey, remember that time the Philly police almost caused human crush in sort of a similar fashion? And then we're just like, oh, our bad. It's like, yeah, it yeah. was your bad, assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So I suppose, so the aftermath of this is that, depending, there's a lot of, like, conflicting sources about this, but there are some sources that are, like, 20 snipers were arrested and handed over to the police, apparently, but the police just let them go without recording them. That oh, is a, okay. a serious allegation that is made about this. and. As you yeah. might imagine, some gave, people were arrested. Um, they, gave them, they gave them a stern warning. Sniper, yeah. no sniping. Sniper, yeah. no sniping. <laughs> in a, and in then a, they let in him a, go. In a shocking twist, the main people who got put through any legal measure were the organizers of the march itself, who some of whom were put on trial for up to 14 years. They were oh, put on trial no. for 14 years, did they? Yeah. Convicted of something, or did they? No, they like, no, oh, they were not God. punished. They just let them go up. They, they yeah, it was basically harassment of trade union leaders. Were they That's like, what were that they, was. Were, were they like shoving them in jail for the duration of the trial, or was it like just you know we're gonna harass you for a while? It's 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 harassment mostly. Yeah. Some were imprisoned for like some period of time. Turkish law is weird about that sort of thing that you you can be held for a period before the trial. I would guess, but. 
it was mostly just to harass these people, especially in the aftermath of the 1980 coup, because trade unions were effectively banned. And so they really put the screws on in a somewhat literal fashion, actually, um, at that point. So these trials would have gone on from like yeah. 1978 to 1992. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay. So 14 which years. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it just feels longer when you put up there. It spanned three separate, <laughs> yeah. it was in three yeah. separate decades. It's just, feels like an eternity if you describe it like that yeah. uh, none of the none uh, of the people who were pretty oh, bad sorry. but still pretty bad but still better than being stuck in rikers i will say that um <laughs> <laughs> where they just kill uh, you um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> some people were arrested on suspicion of being you know involved in the in the shooting uh all of them ran out the clock they ran out the clock on the statute of limitations and none of them were prosecuted uh, weirdly, that option was not available to the organizers of the march, who kept huh. being harassed on different charges at different times, which is which is great—a very very cool functional legal system. And these um, these trials were escalated, so the trials against the culprits, the alleged culprits, was escalated to the European courts. But I haven't been able to find out whether anything happened from that. So my guess is everything's fine, and those people were all upstanding citizens who probably were just hanging out with their sniper rifle in yep. the water building. Yeah. You know, yep. just yep. The, the emotional support sniper rifle. That's, do, that's... Do, do you not do that? Um, do you guys that's like that? normal here. <laughs> I, yeah. I live in the UK. I can't get a gun easily. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> foolish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, offic yeah. the official version of events was what if Kennedy's head just did that? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess in a way, yeah. Like, w what if bullets spontaneously generated and then at, flew at, at communists? Speed. What then? Yeah, yeah. I there's a, there was also that, a that political seemed to response. happen in a lot of other countries as well, like um, you know Indonesia, for instance. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it, yeah, God, I read the Jakarta method. That was a grim read. That's great. Um, yeah. I yeah. recommend the book, but uh, just be warned, uh, listener, if you do choose to read the Jakarta Method, it is it is going to make you want to do things to, um, to <laughs> anyone involved in the American state's foreign policy. Yeah. But there, there was a political response as well, as you'd expect. And one of them was actually quite interesting, which is Bilant Ezevit, who I mentioned earlier, the leader of the sort of left of center-ish party who sort of tried to pull the party to the left in a way, um, he pretty specifically alleged a few days after that it was what he called the counter-guerrilla, which is a pretty direct reference to, um, to the literal, like, um, the, what the, what, it's the Turkish nickname for their branch of Operation Gladio. Mm. It's not, um, I don't think that's like the official name of it. I think they, they had a different name for the, for the actual thing, but it was uh, the sort of Turkish term for it is the counter gorilla. And it was, I think it was probably coined by Ezevit even, because this is probably the first public mention of it. And one of the things that fuels the sort of idea that it was Operation Gladio or the CIA or, you know, one of the fascist groups as well is that because no one was brought to justice, everyone assumed it was something aligned to the Turkish state that did it. Which is not... It's, it's, not, it's not unreasonable, <laughs> I yeah. don't think. Yeah. It, I just... I, I feel like it, in the context, the particular political context, it is reasonable. It's not outside that. the realm of possibility. Yeah. If you want the full quote from Ezevit, um some organizations and forces within the state but outside the control of the democratic state of law have to have to be taken under control without it have to be taken under control immediately the counter guerrilla is running an offensive and has a hand in the may 1st incident which is a pretty direct accusation that the turkish state did this yeah. that a, a, a rogue part of the turkish state did this and then later on he was like i am going to not comment on the situation um, and the then Prime Minister is Suleiman Demirel, who came out and was like, I don't think it's sensible to comment on this situation until we figure out what's going on. You know, Prime Minister stuff, right? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, yes. like yeah, you probably wouldn't come out and as the pri- you know, it's uh, was it Justin Trudeau who's accused India of assassinating someone? Like you yes. wouldn't just come out and say that, you know, usually, unless you are Justin Trudeau, the luckiest man in the world. Um, well, you know, they, they can get gotta, away with uh, praising an SS guy. So you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was I was gonna say that yeah, <laughs> Trudeau was. Oh, but I see that Poland was going to try and extradite that guy now. Yeah, they they do this though with um with um veterans of those particular SS legions, but they never usually follow through with it. They sort of do mm. it as like a a sort of domestic, like hey, because they they sort of uh, like to sort of look like they're trying to bring the people who did uh pretty uh horrible things to Polish people to to some kind of justice. Yeah. And so that's, uh, it, it, it's not surprising that Canada, of all countries, uh, had its parliament applaud an actual Nazi. <laughs> yes. An actual Nazi. And, an and actual he met, fucking he Nazi. He met Trudeau like, too. Don't, don't downplay it. He met Trudeau too. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I just, I just saw that and I was like, oh, of course it's Canada. Like, I don't, I don't know what that says about Canada or anything, but, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. There's, there's, this something, is the there's, there's something extremely fucked up about the Canadian-Ukrainian community. I, I, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, I was, specifically in Canada. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I less, was, it's less fucked yeah. up in the United States, but we, still kind we of we have, this... Hey, we have an SS thing right in, right in Philly, man, or Jenkintown, wherever it is. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, there's an SS didn't, thing. In didn't we have yeah. it in the UK, Jamie? Didn't we have someone who was like, um, his family, fought, he fought Stalin. And it was like, during, yeah. and it's like, when did he fight Stalin? And it yeah, turned out did. he was a member of a fucking SS legion. Was that, oh, um, I, I, if he fought Stalin when it was bad to do that, yeah. Yeah. Fight, um, was yeah. that the guy but, um, that was related to. Uh, and you might have to. It might, if if it turns out I'm remembering this wrong, you might have to remove this. If we've just cut hard to this bit. You know that Jamie said something actionable, <laughs> and so we <laughs> cannot we cannot publish it because UK libel laws suck. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think it's a general bulletin for everyone involved. It's okay to have problems with Stalin. Fighting Stalin during World War Two does mean you're a Nazi. Yeah. 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 All right, Ross and I agree on one thing politically. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, so Suleiman Demerol is, you know, he does the prime minister thing. Not going to comment. You know, we're not, we're not trying to, uh, we're not trying to do this. Um, you know, um, but then it turned out later on, it was revealed in a letter that, it was, sorry, it was revealed that he had sent a letter to Bilan Ejevit. Remember, these two do not like each other. They're political. They're not just like political opponents. They specifically have a particular rivalry and dislike of each other. And he like warned him, like, stop talking about this shit because you might get assassinated by the same people. Like, that is a that is a confidential letter that he apparently sent. So it was eventually revealed that he sent he sent this letter. Yeah. Especially because Ejevit was planning to go to Tuxum Square to speak. And to hold a rally, and they were like, yeah, look, just don't do this, because, you know, the, the leader of the opposition being assassinated in a country like Turkey that was this tense? Mm. Yep. Probably you know? Civil war, yeah. At the mm. very least, maybe go around and, like, board up all the windows on the uh, the hotel and the water building. Yeah. yeah. That's saying, you know, time, and to, the time to batten down the hand. Time to batten down the hatches. Um, yeah, And... And the general secretary of Devgench, the Revolutionary Youth Federation, uh, basically directly said that the CIA did it. Um, because like, he was like, it's weird how all of the victims of this were like our members of our group, pretty much. Mm. And he's like, it's absolutely the, um, the fault of the CIA. And Ezevit eventually reveals that he, he had been told about the sort of, about uh, Operation Gladio in 1974. Like the stay behind Gladio things, yeah. And the person who told him uh, was pretty much immediately fired from his military post by the army because <laughs> they were like, "Why would you tell him that he, you know, why would you tell the guy who we're probably gonna coup that we fucking exist? <laughs> like, why the fuck would Good you work, do moron? That? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just giving them a sporting chance." Hey. 
Yeah, I was about to say, you know, this is uh this is um sort of a, uh, you know, no, that doesn't work. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um there, there was also, um, so there's the National Intelligence Organization, which is called MIT, or MIT, uh, that's going to be confusing, um, in Turkey. Their deputy chief um, was apparently present on May, at May 1st, and he was apparently on a very good terms with the CIA, um, <laughs> as you would expect. And actually on very good terms with, and this is uh, the classic sort of another one of the sort of Turkish blame subjects for everything. He was good. He was, he was very close with Mossad, oh. um, which um, he apparently was involved in uh, targeting left-wing youths in uh, Palestine for bounties. Uh, he was a bounty hunter. Basically, sanctioned by the state. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very, very cool and normal that this guy uh, was there. So, a I license guess, to kill. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess to sort of to say who did it is a bit. Do some wild speculation. All of them, because they're all the same fucking all blob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's all the same shit. Like, and I and I don't know. I find it extremely credible to suggest that. <laughs> It was probably some combination of all of these groups. Maybe it was the fascists who fired the shot. Maybe it was Operation Gladio. Maybe it was the fucking guy who was hunting people in Palestine. I think the specifics of it don't particularly matter, but this has become a sort of iconic day in Turkey, and people will risk being beaten by police to commemorate it because it's such a. It's such a symbolically important day for people who, even people who are sort of like aesthetically leftist, but who don't, you know, go all in on it. Like, there's sort of like your, um, your sort of guy who would just be like, I, I like wearing the, the Che Guevara shirt, and then right. would, would come out for the day. Because a lot of people, as you can imagine, if there are 500,000 people who are there, a lot of people of my generation um, have. Uh, parents who are there, family and stuff. There's there's a there's a lot of people who have like a direct connection to the day, and uh, yeah, I mean I literally exist because of the day. So that's um, that's something I guess. If you want a positive or maybe <laughs> an even even worse thing that happened, <laughs> this is why I exist. So <laughs> I was pulled from the fucking ether because of this shit. Quite an origin story. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. it's a very it's a very romantic story that my parents told me when I was much younger, and I I don't know that I believe it one hundred percent, but if that's how they want it to be remembered, that's how I'll tell it. Oh yeah, you know, I'll give it, I'll give them that. My parents, uh, well, if you look at them now and you hear about what they did when they were younger, you you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't think it, but I guess that's kind of the the thing with that. But that has been the uh, the episode on the Tuxum Square massacre. And we got through that pretty well, I'd say. I think we yep. got I think we got a lot done for once. Well, well done, everybody. Yeah, well done. Good job. Just want to ask our guest. First of all, thank our guests. Thank yeah. our guests for coming on because uh, we kind of pulled you in at random via Jamie. Just sort of, I assume he asked on Praxiscast or something, and you just couldn't say no or whatever. I just, like, I'd actually you. forgot to ask while while we were recording the Praxiscast, and I had to uh... yeah in messages yeah yeah. Oh, well, I I still appreciate right, it. To go a lot. backwards, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, admittedly, that's that's a better job than Rob did at booking the guest this week. Yeah, because it was meant to be me, and he forgot to tell me I was coming on. <laughs> you know, and then you know, sometimes things happen. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah, Rob, Rob, like an hour before we were due to record, Rob asked me if I could message Sinan, and I'm like, why? And Rob's like, well, I might have forgotten, and I'm like. The fact that you're asking me to play goal between just suggests it's just, you, you you have forgotten. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even like I was I was kind of close to being like okay I'll rearrange this thing I have with my partner to kind of do it. But then I was like no, no, I'm just not 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 for this not for the topic they were going to bring me on for. It's not it wasn't worth it. But thanks to our guests. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to tell the listeners where they can find you? Like all of that kind of good stuff. Hi, we have a podcast called Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast with slides about engineering disasters. You can find it on YouTube. 
or on Podbean or, or wherever fine yeah. fine podcasts are sold. Um, and we have a Patreon with bonus episodes that come out every once in a while. It, it's supposed yeah. to be every month, but sometimes we suck at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's just how how the podcast game works. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah I, w- I wouldn't worry. We took a six-week hiatus by accident. So, Oops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whoops. That's how it goes. Um, as for us, we will catch you on the bonus episode if you're on the Patreon. Uh, we were going to talk about... Well, we were planning to talk about the um, the Il Sudan and Hassan Cave, which is located in the province of Batman. But... Uh, well, you'll see if you listen to it. That's what I'm saying. Little bit. You, you, can under, you can understand some of the jokes from this episode if you subscribe and <laughs> yeah. go listen to that episode. Yeah. For the low, low price of £2.50, you can understand some of the jokes. So there you go, everyone. Yeah. Um, with that, we will catch you. How much is on... £2.50 in US dollars? Like 35 cents now? Oh. Like, what, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot. Um, it's. Uh, Oh, it, it, okay, so I typed in £2.50 into Google and it came up with euros. That is not what I want. Okay, £2.50 is $3. Oh, so damn. Go. Damn, you still got a speed. Not yeah, for long, though. Not for long, no. We're <laughs> taking care of that. I wouldn't worry about it <laughs> too much, you know? Um, but yeah, as for us, we will catch you either on the bonus or on the next regular episode where we might have more guests. I don't know. Either, either Ben's going to be back or we're going to have to find more guests. That's uh, yeah. that's how the game's being played at the moment. So with that, we'll catch you on whatever the next one is you listen to and uh, have a good day or whatever. See ya. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Off to Zen.